Welcome back, episode four of the Me and Mariah podcast. If you're new, thank you for joining us. Today's episode is a continuation of last week, where we began our ascent into Mariah's world. So let's get right back into it. The second half of Mariah's world almost feels like season two. Or is that just because we broke it up into two parts? No, it definitely did. It's not just that there's two discs. It was a different show. It opens with Mariah and company in Sweden. She's brought her kids and the rest of the team to some kind of like indoor play palace that reminds me a lot of Pirate's Cove. If you aren't from San Diego, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. And if you are from San Diego, maybe you still don't know what I'm talking about because it no longer exists. And I've asked a few people if they went as a kid and they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I've lived here my whole life, and I've literally never heard of that once. (laughs) It was a really cool place by the beach, and it was, like, pirate-flavored, and there was all these kinds of slides and obstacle course-type things. Like the playhouse at McDonald's, but bigger and better. I always wanted my mom to come into it, like Mariah did with her kids, but she wasn't having it. I remember how, like, the tippity-top of it was this black slide... And you would go in it and it was pitch black. It was really scary when you're five. I remember one time we were looking for a parking spot and we had been circling for a while. My mom finally finds a spot and this guy jumps out of nowhere and stood in her way like he was saving the spot for a friend. Like, oh, nope, sorry, lady, keep it moving. She got out of the car and flung his little ass into the bushes, got back into the car and parked. And I was like, come on, let's go. Oh my gosh, what a badass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, he looked like a full-on man, but he was. she said he was couldn't have been older than 20. Oh my gosh. I mean, I was like four, so that means she was probably like 25 or 26. <laughs> that would be like us, well, younger than us now. Oh my yeah. yikes. That would be like us doing that, though. <laughs> Which we I would. can't imagine. Oh. <laughs> well, then, that uh, shows our yeah, personalities. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're introduced to a new character in this half of the show, Josephine. And if you're a lamb, she is nothing new to you. We've been on the Josephine train since the beginning. They tell stories of when they were living in a shitty New York apartment without real beds, and you can just tell that she's like a true friend she's in the background for a lot of the second half of the show and i think this might be the only time that she actually interacts with the cameras see in my mind when the cameras were down mariah was off in her hotel suite sans stella and the rest of the crew from the show just kicking it with josephine and her kids because that's like her true life yeah i don't know you know i love that i love that we saw a little bit more of her her true life yeah does anybody else remember the turkey or the ham what would you rather be? <laughs> a turkey or a ham? <laughs> a cooked ham? <laughs> a cooked ham? Or a, or, or a cooked... <laughs> right. Could I be, like, could I be, are you saying would I rather be a turkey or a pig? Or a cooked... <laughs> a cooked... Oh you have to think of it seriously. <laughs> or a cooked turkey. Would I rather be a cooked ham or a cooked turkey? Or a, actually a live turkey or a live pig? Which one? <laughs> the live pork. Okay. I would rather... Forget about the cooked, right? <laughs> Either you want to be alive as a turkey, <laughs> living turkey, or a pig. What would you do? Okay, I would, I like, I mean, turkeys roam free with them and get shot at Thanksgiving. (laughs) There's obviously a lot more of Brian, Mr. Tanaka, 
And again, Mariah pours champagne on him. This time it's his birthday and he's wearing a shirt, which makes it even weirder to me. But this just proves my point that it's definitely a thing for her. <laughs> We're seeing a pattern here. Yeah, that's some kink. You know what Brian reminds me of? He's like that TikTok trend where they raise their eyebrows and then they bite their lip and then they put their hand on their chin. I hope that's enough of an explanation because <laughs> you will never catch me making that face. So that description's all I got. But that cringe trend is Brian. Like, that's what they are mocking. He is the real thing, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah, he's a walking... F boy. <laughs> there we go. A perfect example of this is Mariah rents the huge castle in Lake Como for everybody to stay together. The place has eight bedrooms, a private dock, a children's playground, a movie theater, billiard room, and a bell tower, as well as 11 fountains. <laughs> what a huge plug for Airbnb. I'm sure they gave it to her for nothing since she mentioned them like five times in the show. I love Airbnbs. That's got to be the best part about being rich. Everyone just gives you free shit. But, yeah. but okay, what content does Brian give us? We see him doing his little dance moves in the entryway. He's in the bathroom. They got this man dancing in the driveway. I wish I could see what was going on behind the camera. Like, did the producer just go, okay, now twirl, and then hit record? Or did Brian, like, go grab a cameraman and say, let me show you something, like when you're a little kid to your parents? Yeah, and he makes eye contact with the cameras every once in a while, too. It's like, it was just very odd. Um, I was thinking... It. Really interesting timing. All of a sudden, she wants to be closer to the dancers. And all of a sudden, we're seeing a lot more Brian. Hmm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how when they're exploring the castle, everybody's excited. And we just see Mariah, like, posing for the cameras. She's literally <laughs> leaning against the wall, just hitting her marks. And then we overhear her say to who knows who, please tell me the Apple TV is working. Well, guess what, Mariah? Molly's not here anymore, so it's probably not working. You should have kept her around a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Molly. Anthony mentions that when he first started working for Mariah, he didn't actually meet her until they were literally on stage together for the first time. So the fact that she is allowing all the people to stay with her, that's pretty cool. And it's got to be exciting for them. They all play dress up and do a little Mariah karaoke. And I wish they would have included more of this in the show. We see Brian and Anthony perform Hero, and there's some shots of another dancer, Michael, doing what I'm guessing is Dream Lover because he's got mm -hmm. denim shorts on with a flannel tied up all cute. He's the one that we later see doing what I call the goodbye horses. You know, the tuck from Silence of the Lambs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> well, anyways, everyone is dressed as a different Mariah, except Mariah, who comes as Bianca, of course. They're literally up until sunrise in this castle, just drinking and having a great time. I will say, though, that I don't remember seeing Marianne or her son at the castle. Yeah. Not enough Marianne in the second. I agree. Part of the season. And on the last night, they had a pizza party, and Mariah wore a nightie, very much like the one she wore in the bathtub at in MTV Cribs. I loved this part she was like do i go into your kitchen and tell you what to wear when you're cooking no and somehow she made it make sense yeah. <laughs> like her lingerie amongst everyone else taking butt pics with her <laughs> very with fitting her pizza. pizza night in lake como was lingerie night in mariah caddy land whatever now for some drama i don't know if there was not any footage of it or if mariah made them cut it out for some reason maybe it was unflattering but they were drinking and dancing and playing in the castle and practicing their twirls mariah loves to be twirled apparently this was like a theme in this episode or this disc because twirled and carried that's that should be the title of this season 
She got these boys doing it on stage. She's got them doing it in the castle. There's even a scene at the bar where she's leaning on someone and one of the dancers goes, the pick me up and put me down era is real. I know. But okay, Brian is giving Mariah the old swoop and loop and he must have stepped wrong because he fucks his leg up. We find out later that he tore his ACL and fractured his patella. Now, what that means, I don't know. You'll have to IMDB or WebMDB it or whatever. All I can tell you is he can't dance in the show anymore. Yeah, my thought was it was interesting that they placed such importance on this disc about their uh, rehearsing. And because they're rehearsing so much or maybe just not in the right way, these injuries start happening and probably because they're rehearsing drunk. Well, Stella said his injury was the universe telling him to chill and back off with his crush on Mariah. Mm -hmm. She also said he needs to go home since he is practically of no use to them now that he can't dance. Mariah, for some strange reason, vetoes this decision, which makes no sense to me. If that's not a sign that something was already going on, then I don't know what to say. She does make the point that it won't cost them any extra to keep him around since they fly private. But still, the flag is red. Like, what is he going to do now besides be her boy toy? Yeah, and Stella had this whole spiel like... Oh my gosh, she's so generous. What a giver. All this stuff. And I'm like, first of all, shut up, Stella. And second of all, <laughs> she obviously just wants him around because she wants to look at him and touch him. Hello. And then we see him playing with Liana. She dressed him as a lamb. And then points out how you can see his dick through the costume. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, lambs, but isn't this the girl that sued Mariah for sexual harassment? No wonder the lawsuit didn't stick. This is obviously before their relationship soured, but it's still a clear effort to not include her in the show. I'm dying to know why, honestly. Like, was she just that fucking awkward? Because it's not like she didn't sign the release. They would have blurred her face. They blurred Trey, her longtime backup singer, from literally the beginning. Like, he's been around since day one. And I was really disappointed that he wasn't involved. They do end up using Brian on stage during the bring a fan up on stage moment when she sings Touch My Body. They just sit him in a chair. She climbs on top of him and does some more dips and flips. Careful, Mimi. Isn't that what got Brian into this muff up in the first place? That was pretty steamy. And in front of a whole audience, she's like, well, do something with me. Like, ooh, Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> so now the remaining dancers have to do a little shuffle, you know, to like be okay with being down one person. And then bam, another one down. Mariah was already worried about being lifted in the sofa by only five guys. And now after the dancer Joe cracks his ankle, he's taken away in an ambulance and we're down to four guys. Chris and Danielle are worried that they might have to learn the choreography and get up there and dance, too. <laughs> I liked that little moment. Again, I was thinking, if you had practiced more, maybe there wouldn't be all these injuries, too, within a few days. Like, wild. My, my second thought, though, was, like, any good choreographer would have backup plans, not just one, like... That's true. Yeah. Not under just, study. Yeah. Under studies or different formations or backup dancers for the backup dancers. <laughs> well, Mariah wants to simplify the show, which I assume just means she'll skip being carried and just like walk out from the center. I don't know. But Anthony refuses to change it and says that they will make it work. And they do. He actually finds two replacements in Paris and they learn the whole show seemingly overnight. They have like one quick rehearsal with Mariah and literally all she cares about again is if they can pick her up. That's where my head would be too, Mariah. And Anthony seems really agitated by it. So maybe she was doing it on purpose. Who knows? Her performance in Paris was the night that Prince died. Stella said that it was hard for Mariah to pull it together and stop crying to do the show. And they weren't sure if she was going to have to cancel or not. But Mariah said that Prince would have wanted her to go on. She told the crowd that he was a friend that she could count on. We do get an almost full performance of Hero in this section in Ode to Prince. 
That was a really emotional part. Um, the scenes about Prince, you could see that she was visibly really upset. Um, and it was just bringing back, like, when it actually happened, all of us were upset, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it was really interesting to see her pull through and be so emotionally strong and still carry a whole performance. I probably would not do that. Well, I remember when he died, I was at work. And it was actually the same day that they found China Doll dead. And I heard of that news first, so I was already in this, like, state of depression. And when I got to work, I asked my coworker if he had heard about her being found. And he was like, oh, are you talking about Prince? And then I had to give it a Google because I didn't believe him. And then a client called and was a total bitch. So I literally just hung up the phone. And she called back so mad to talk to the manager. Well, my boss told her to learn to speak to people and hung up on her, too. (laughs) (laughs) So back to Paris. Brian's luggage gets lost. Mariah takes him on a shopping spree. What? A nice sugar mama. He literally comes to the store in a bathrobe. Mariah buys him a bunch of shit, including a leather jacket with a tiger print on it. Now, I can't remember if I read it somewhere, but I remember hearing that she calls him her tiger and likes when he like growls at her and shit. Like, that's so cringy. Is it true? I don't know. I really hope not, but it goes with the jacket. So if you Google him, there's like a lot of pictures of him in tiger print things. Very Ed Hardy. I'm just pointing it out. Maybe it's nothing. It's got to be something. Um, It was foreshadowing. Let's just say that. Another moment in Paris that had me scratching my head was when Mariah throws a birthday party for Stella. Yes, another birthday. That's how many now? Like, we've had Mariah's, the twins, Brian, now Stella. We also see her throw Mishka, the 12-year-old social media girl, a party at a literal nightclub later on. Stella says that Mishka and Mariah are best friends that just like to watch Will Ferrell movies together. We know Mariah's favorite Will Ferrell movie is Elf. I think mine is Step Brothers. What's yours? Definitely Superstar Mm. and Zoolander. Mm -mm. Classics. You know, Mariah was supposed to be in a movie with him, The House, like maybe four or five years ago. But she showed up. She showed up to film it and she was supposed to sing a song. What song? I don't know. That was literally her only part in the movie. She gets there and is like, oh, I don't want to sing that song. So they're like, (laughs) and then she was supposed to get shot. She didn't want to be shot on screen, so she wanted her character to be like a superhero that can deflect the bullets, and they're just like, (laughs) everybody go home. See? Mariah's world. It really is. Seriously. But okay, so who do you think comes to Stella's birthday party? That's right. James. Somehow couldn't make it to Mariah's, his fiance's, but was able to come through for his pal Stella. Make it make sense. Before James arrives, we see Stella and Mariah talking about Brian having a crush on her, and Stella is worried that James is going to notice and want to kick his ass. Mariah's answer to that is just that she's been friends with Tanaka longer than anyone else on the tour. Now here's where I say, no ma'am. Okay, so Brian danced on your Emancipation tour in 2006. Aren't you forgetting Chris? I'm pretty sure Chris has been around since the Rainbow Days, but no, let's just ignore that and pretend like Brian is something special. Brian talks in his interview about how jealous he felt and how depressing it was seeing the woman he's falling for being all cozy with her fiancé. Yeah, it was pretty deflating. He was, like, sulking in the corner because Stella sat them apart on purpose. (laughs) He was, like, looking with his longing eyes. And it was also really clear just... Okay, not, not talking about Mariah. The age difference between James and him. It was, like, such a juxtaposition. What a contrast. And James is literally only there for a minute. Like, he came just for Stella's party. We see Stella come to Mariah's room after and ask her why James left. And she says she doesn't know. 
She thinks maybe he has to work. Come on, Mimi. My favorite part of this conversation is when she's like, everybody has their own thing. Like, okay, what do you even mean, girl? If my fiancé disappeared and I wasn't sure about where he went or why he left, I mean, that just wouldn't happen. His phone would be blowing the fuck up. He wouldn't have even made it to the curb outside the hotel. Fake. It's got to all be fake. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> I feel like life is really about balance and... I'm not, I've never been like a good juggler and like I really wouldn't be good on a tightrope. <laughs> Yet that's what I walk every day. She might not be able to juggle, but Mariah can handle her alcohol. <laughs> and she can mix it with edibles, which in my opinion is a very strong skill. I'm not there at all. They take a trip to the Bulldog Cafe in Amsterdam. We should go there next spring when we're in there. Mm. In there, I mean Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have whatever she had. So they're in the cafe, just macking on all kinds of treats rolling joints just getting lit and mariah's got her champagne too like okay mama work i love how when anthony is explaining to chris what a space cake is and chris asks how long it lasts and mariah goes too long that's the thing i was just talking about that the other day with somebody like if only you could get real high like for about an hour and then it just go back to normal you know if only one of the dancers had never been high before and he was ripped like he was saying he could smell the temperature of the air which been there <laughs> you know but like wow and then when they get back to the hotel he's asleep so mariah and michael the goodbye horses dancer sneak into his bed wake him up pretending like they were there in some kind of gay three-way i don't know if it's still gay if mariah's there but she kind of made it seem like she was just there to watch a voyeur <laughs> oh my god that was one of my favorite <laughs> scenes of probably both discs because she well first of all i love mischievous mariah that's my favorite version of her <laughs> and then also she was saying things like oh it's just so beautiful how you <laughs> you showed up so uh, authentically that emotional connection and, and then the dancer was like i may have let i may have rested my my head on your your chest <laughs> two or three times it was it was cute it, it was, was a cute, cute. moment the tour comes to an end in South Africa. Everyone is emotional at the last show, even Stella. And this is like the, I don't know, third time we see Anthony crying about something. Mariah takes everyone on a safari ride the next day wearing six-inch heels. She doesn't have flats. This is also the second time that we see Mariah in daylight. Like, at a reasonable hour. There was another shot earlier where they were all at breakfast and Stella mentioned that it was crazy for her to be up in time for breakfast. But breakfast for Mariah was just a mimosa. And she didn't really want the orange juice in there. <laughs> and so when they're getting on the safari bus, which I love that Mariah cleared everyone off the bus to take pictures of her. <laughs> they're getting on the bus, though, and Chris goes, Mariah is a creature of the evening. And now correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that may be something that my grandpa would call a hooker. <laughs> well, the tour is over. Mariah and team are back in L.A. And now it's time to figure out this wedding. We see Stella and Mariah trying to figure out a date that works for both her and James, and they just can't seem to clear a day in their schedule for a wedding. This all just seems so strange to me. Like, how do you have time to be religiously four hours late, but you can't clear a day for your own wedding? Hey, are you free on Saturday? Oh, no, you're not? Oh, okay, well, fuck you, bye. That was so weird, and Stella kept... I don't know, she was prompting the conversation, like, some things just don't align or something's just aren't working out and like making it so dramatic. Like this is a scheduling issue, not like 
a soulmate life purpose issue. Brian takes Mariah on a little stroll through her backyard and gives her a little dip and a couple of twirls under the gazebo like goddamn Cinderella. And then he asks her if she's really going to marry this guy. And she gives her most Oscar-worthy performance to date. Let me paint the scene for the lambs. So looking in, track 12 on the Daydream album, if you didn't already know, begins playing softly in the background. Mariah lets out a huge dramatic sigh and delivers the line of the century. I don't know what I think anymore. Maybe people aren't supposed to be happy. Maybe they're just supposed to exist. I mean, come on. That is wow. And then the sprinklers turn on. What timing. (laughs) So Brian has almost weaseled his way in. And now for an extra kicker. Mariah and Stella tell him that he can be the co-creative director for the rest of her Vegas show, which she's still got to start up again since the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour is done. I think she's planning ahead here. She knew she couldn't be with a backup dancer. I mean, she went from a straight-up clown to a billionaire to a backup dancer. Co-creative director is better, yeah? Yeah, agreed. Too bad no one asked Anthony if he wanted a co-captain. He was not happy, so we got one last Anthony tantrum before the series concluded. He said he was blindsided, but has to respect the decision if it was Mariah's. I would be fuming if I was him, honestly. Like, clearly that's just one step away from not needing him at all anymore. If they're just going to employ the future boyfriend, might as well pack your knives and go. (laughs) Yeah, I see how that could be a little frustrating. Um, I feel like his ego did shine through in the way he handled it, as always. Um, Baby on a bus. Baby on a bus. (laughs) Being a baby about being a co-creative director. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of a last minute decision and seemed like a really, yeah, a really loose decision making from Stella and Mariah. Um, they're willing to fire everyone all the time, <laughs> but all of a sudden they decide to hire someone like and promote, just, promote, promote. Just to, that's what I mean. Just sorry. Just to promote someone out of nowhere because <laughs> like, wow. she wants to keep him around. Yeah. And we see her writing a new song. She says songwriting is healing for her, and she was inspired by this tour to write a song. Ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary listeners, I give you, I don't. This song reached number 89 on the Billboard charts, which for Mariah is, well, I don't have to say it. But for that song, it honestly placed a lot higher than it should have. I mean, I don't ever want to listen to it again (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't good then and it's still not good i couldn't even get through the whole thing but watching her record it here is so classic first of all her tongue is strangely red maybe a slurpee or a lolly i don't know cherry jolly rancher you know our girl loves candy but then once she's done singing about how she doesn't fuck with somebody anymore she takes off her giant 35 carat diamond engagement ring leaves it on the music stand Stella comes in later from the recording studio and sets the ring down in front of her with a dramatic, you forgot this. And this is where we finally get Mariah cutting the shit and just admitting that she's not going through with the wedding. Stella says that no one knows what kind of hell she's been through, and I would like to know. What I can remember from the gossip sites at the time was something happened with her assistant on the yacht, I guess. And then she canceled a bunch of shows because the tour was actually supposed to end in South America and it never made it there because of all this drama. I guess we'll never know. The series concludes with everyone in Hawaii. We get an amazing performance of Vision of Love. I would literally go to a show where she just does that song on repeat for an hour and a half. The outfit is questionable though. I don't understand a leotard or a one-piece situation for a mid-tempo or a ballad. Like save that for Honey. 
We get one last final mention of bad lighting from Mariah for the millionth time, and it never gets old. Mariah says no matter what happens, she always follows her heart. And we see that as she frolics across the sand into Brian's arms. They splash in the water and kiss as the sun sets. Isn't that something right out of a TV show? <laughs> More like Hallmark. Right. Um, Hallmark movie. There's a lot of paparazzi shots from that beach session, and Mariah's nipples were popping out all over Waikiki. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes our two-part deep dive. One thing that remained the same throughout the entire series was Mariah's campiness. The scene where they're all partying at the castle, and Mariah is staring straight into the camera, mouthing the words to my all, which is blaring in the background. That goes back to what we talked about a few weeks ago. She loves listening to herself. Yeah, the other thing that didn't change was Stella's uncomfortable presence. <laughs> like, I just felt like she didn't really have anything positive to add. Um, and it became even clearer what a suck up she was in this disc. She just kept complimenting every single thing. Like I was like, is this like single white female situation? Are you in love with her? Do you want to be her? Bad. Right. Um, she's a yes woman. She's just such a yes woman to the point where it's, it's just obnoxious. Um, I think it was her guilt for being suspiciously close to her pocketbooks. Yep. So, yeah. We also get a closer look at her relationship with some of her lambs. There are several lambs that she knows by sight. I bet Madonna couldn't do that because she probably can't even recognize some of her cousins. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's not good at geography, though. She thought they were in Lithuania when they were actually in Latvia. At least they share a border. It's not like she thought she was in Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She said this one line. She was like, you guys don't even tell me where we are. And I just thought, like, wow, how disorienting to literally wake up, not know where you are. And now I get why sometimes when people introduce or, like, say hi to a city or whatever, they get it wrong. When we saw Lady Gaga, she said San Jose. Yeah, she did. When we were in San Diego. We let it go. Yeah, but... we did. Other people weren't no. weren't having it. <laughs> Well, you know, we saw her get on the plane, and she lays down in bed, goes to sleep, and Chris does her makeup. Oh, yeah. I loved that part. That was She's classic Always Mariah. laying down. Always laying down. She also seemed a lot more um, lit in this half of the show. Like, as the episodes move along, she gets more and more, like... I don't even know how to say it. Maybe she took some space cakes to go. <laughs> we love that for her. I'm honestly glad that this is all we got out of this show. I'd rather have an actual, like, completely scripted series with Mariah as the star, like HBO's The Comeback. Or an actual docuseries like she did for E! back in the day when she was gearing up to release Emancipation of Mimi. Or the one she did on ABC Family while filming Glitter. I think it was called Fox Family at the time. You know, just behind the scenes shots, no stage scenes, no added drama, very MTV making the video. I would like more of that kind of content for sure. It was interesting that each disc seemed different and I actually liked the second disc's um, filming style a little bit more. There were more behind the scenes shots. So yeah, I want more real true. raw Mimi. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Hopefully we did a good enough job at covering the series so now you don't even have to watch it. Unless you want to. I still think you should. Anyways, next week, we're going to take it way, way back to the beginning. And I'm not talking 1990. I'm talking the very beginning. We're going to get into pre-fame Mariah. The wayward child that could. See you next week. I'm living for you guys right now because you are incredible. And guess what? I love you and I beyond appreciate you. And I am so grateful. And I'm watching what you're doing. And you're making me so happy. And, like, you guys are incredible. It just proves to me... You don't listen to what anybody says. You keep on going. You keep on pushing no matter what. And that's what I love about the Thanks a million. I love you. 
Hey, wait, are you still there? I have something to tell you. If you dial 857-626-4552, you can call us. That's the lamb line. Leave us a voicemail. Maybe we'll play it on our next episode. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll just play it and make fun of you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Should I do a different one? That's funny. No, I liked it. Okay.